0: Okay, let's start our discussion of this year's Parsha's bow, Tufshin Ayn Gimel, as we, uh, get into the story of Yitzias Mitzrayim. Yitzias Mitzrayim, we'll start off with a short Balaturim. Short Balaturim, we don't usually start off <laughs> with a Balaturim, but, uh, if you look in Pasik Ches, the eighth Pasik in the Parsha, says the Balaturim, Ayushav Moshev as Aaron Moshe Aaron came back to Paro, and they say, let us go. Haro says, Miva mi, va mi ha-holchim. Who's going? Who's going? Moshe said, "Binarenu biskeinu nelech with our young, with our old. Bivaneinu bivdosainu vivkareinu everybody. Kach Hashem lanu because it's a chag for us." Says the Balaturim Drush. Again, the Balaturim is the tour. The tour has a larger commentary on Allah Torah which is not as famous. So a lot of it's a lot of Ramban plus the tour adds, but a lot of what he says is in the Ramban. But then he has the the little. Paros that made his commentary famous, it's known as the Balaturim. Says the Balaturim, Miva mi Paros saw in the future exactly what was going to happen to Amisro after they left. Paros says, Amar Paro le-moshe. what do you want to go out so much for? What are you so pushy for? You know what? You're not gonna go into Eretz Yisrael anyway mi'va Who's going in? Mi'va mi. Only two of you. Only two of you men are going into Eretz Israel. Only two. Mi'va mi. Who and who? Only two people are going in. Did he really know this? Was he being misnab? But that's what says the Balaturim. Mi'va mi'ahochim. Who's going? And he even says, Begamatria, mi va mi is kalev u Answers Moshe, no, but there's a lot more. Bin arenu u vis Bin with the young under 20, u above 60. They're going in. Bin arenu, he used to say mi va mi, but really, bin arenu viz keinenun is a lot more than you think. So says the Balaturim, that is a deeper shot of the conversation between Paro and Moshe, and Okay, now let's get into other major ideas. Beginning of the parsha again, Moshe, Paro, Come to Paro. We discussed a couple of years ago. Why is it Bo and not Leich? Bo el Paro. Ki badati et I hardened his heart and the heart of his servants. Shi si so that I can place my osos on him. As we know, Paro was left alive in order to be able to witness what was going to occur. U, Pasik Bey starts off with a vav. U to saper b'baznei v'chov bencha and also to tell your children, es Salati bin b'mitzrayim, what I did, ve'es osos sahasha samti and my osos vidatem kiani If we look closely at pasuk dalid, what exactly was the purpose, and what are we supposed to tell our children? We're supposed to tell our children all about as Mitzrayim. But if we read closely in Pasik baith, there seems to be two points. Eis asher his halalti Number one, how I was mit alel. That's a hard word to translate. What does ma'alel mean? Bimitsrayim. The es ososai. And also my osos. Isn't that the same thing? Whatever Hashem did, that's the ososai, shosamtibam. Those are the osos. What exactly are we supposed to tell our children and our grandchildren? What is meant by this? Says Rashi. What does his halalti mean? The verb alel. Sichakti, como ki his alalt bi halokasher his aleil baem ha'amur b'Mitzrayim. What is his alalti? Sichakti. I have scoffed. I have made fun of. I have made into a joke his alalti b'Mitzrayim. So we have to tell our children, according to Rashi, how Hashem mocked the Mitzrayim and the Osos. But again, we ask. Isn't that the same idea? Hashem's osos, all of the makos were asher hisalalti. What's the double washon of esasher asher the es ososai. Sezreb nevenzal. Been a couple of weeks. It's about time we're back. Sezreb nevenzal in source number two. Ata. Mishem nisboni nod, but pasuk, nivakach, sheesh, bolachar, filos. Right? There's a double, as we just said. there is isalalti and there's ososai. What exactly is the message? Of both of these. It's as if the laag, the scoffing, the making fun of, is something separate than the osos. So what is the message? Line 14. Cesar of And again, this is a Seder thought, as many of the thoughts we're going to say tonight, is a Pesach thought. Yes, we read these parshias, Hashem was victorious, if we could use the language, over the Mitzrayim. We read the parsha, and we can come to the somewhat misleading conclusion that what happened here, well there was a fight, There were the Egyptian gods, and there was the Jewish god, and the Jewish god was stronger, and the Jewish god was able to make mincemeat out of the Egyptians and their gods, and he won, and he was victorious. (laughs) They didn't have a chance. Hashem was much greater than the Mitzri gods. Was, they didn't stand the chance, even though they were strong, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu has infinite power, and therefore he was one that was victorious. But is that really an appropriate way to talk about what happens? HaKadosh, there was a fight. There was a battle. An amazing battle. And Akkadish Baruch who won! Could we even say those words? There was no battle. Did Hashem exert himself throughout the Makos? Did Hashem have to work hard and schwitz a little? Of course not. So, when we describe the events to our children every day, Zechirah, and one night a year, Seaport, there's a danger that when we give over the story, we can make it seem like there's a competition and one beat the other. There was no competition here, it wasn't a quantitative. Battle where the the stronger beat the weaker. Chas v'shalom. ma'avak kochot. It was two warring armies. Hare pashtu mi bechinat haemet. There was no fight. There was no battle. There was nothing. It just appears to us like there was. It's not reality. It looks like, in our dimyon, in our imagination, the Torah is written in ways that we can understand it, and to the outside observer, oh, there was a battle. But really, there wasn't. Kodesh Baruch Hu didn't fight. All life flows from him. So, says Rabnevenzal, this is the message of the Wa'ag of the scoffing, of the don't take so seriously. Yes, you have to take the say over the Osos. That's Osos. You have to repeat the Makos. You got to repeat Kriyas uh, Yamsub, You got to repeat everything. But before that, As a preface to this whole story, make sure they know that it wasn't really a It was a story that wasn't really a story. It was God's scoffing. At the Egyptians, he made it look like there was a battle going on, and the first Marcos, "Oh, we could do it too. Doms right there up. That's No, It was a joke. It was his Alalti. And then say over the amazing miracles that took place but we have to make sure that we don't give over the impression that there was a real battle here. Line 28, Cesar of Nevenzal, We have to prevent people of thinking of the such. Let's think about it for a minute. He says, in take a marshal, he the uh, the uh, victorious general tells over about the weakness of the enemy, and that's what Hakadosh Baruch Hu said. Oh, he's going to, he's not going to listen, and I'm going to take an out on him. But really, it it, it just looks like there was a battle, <laughs> but really there was nothing. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. And then he goes one step further. Where else do we see this? Turning over the page for a minute. The word his alalti, as we've just said, alal is to scoff, but it's not written as Hashem did something. What does it say? It's written in the reflexive, says Reb Nevin Zal. His alalti. Hispa'el. It should be hey alti, All right, cause to, or alalti. But it says his alalti. What is that mess What is that teaching me? Right, if you look at Yeshayahu, we say it in davening every day. Why? <inaudible> what does what, what hisalatim mean? Alilosav <inaudible> means an action. Hashem did something. Says Rav we find the hispael many times is used when something looks like it happened, but it really didn't happen. It's reflexive. It's an action, but it really didn't happen. He says, "Shuvas hadavar on line six: It's the reflexive um, usage Sometimes it means "going back on, but sometimes it means It appears as a certain reality, but it's not. For example, in Megillah's Esther, towards the end, What does that mean in the Megillah? We think it means many of the people in Shushan were so inspired by what was going on, they became Jewish. Look at Rashi over there in Megillah's Esther. What does it mean? It means not. They, they appeared like they became Jewish. It looks like, but they're not real. That's the in his file. Or... Another word, yesh, it says in Mishlei, yesh misasher, VeEin kol, misrosheish, Rav. yesh misasher, there are those that are very rich, VeEin kol, they have nothing, they just make it appear on the outside, mitrosheish, there are those that are very poor, they're rush, The Rav, and they have tremendous amounts, again, the hispa'el language, which makes you think that there's a reality going on here, but really, it's just the opposite of what you think. Yesh Adam Shavoset that's Asher Omor Shlomo HaMelech Shlomo says, sometimes it's a person who looks like a rich person, but Oche BeEmet Ain Lo Kol." But really, there's he has nothing. That's his alalti. All of them misyahadim mit his alalti. It makes it look like I'm doing something. You find elsewhere the word alal means an action. Really, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is not acting. Line sixteen Mitzrayim It appears like there's a battle. Kamisha Poel Mashahu. As if there's an action going on. Hashem Asa Kamisha But really, really he didn't do anything. That's the message of the Pasik. We have to tell our children about what happened, but preface it with describing don't think that what really happened happened. Because it's his al It just looks like it happened. But we're going to talk about the amazing events that occurred. Of course, from our vantage point, it did happen. But we really have to know deep down that it didn't happen. And then, says of this isn't just a message about Yitzhia Smitzrayim. This is a message about life. A lot of life looks real to us. It looks like there's a certain reality in front of us. But sometimes we have to take a step back and realize that it just looks like a reality to us. And he gives a marshal quoting from one of his Rebbeim, Rav Desler. He says, Moe Barabi, Rav Dessler. He quotes this from El Elio. I just give it to you here because he says it here. Line 25. I'm in source number three. Line 25. Pa'uta yoshen There's a child that's sleeping in his bed. Child's sleeping. And he's dreaming. He just got a toy boat from his parents. And in his dream, the toy boat is taking him over the seven seas. And it's unbelievable travels throughout the world. <laughs> yes, he says, dreams, what are dreams? Are dreams something that reflects the reality that we, that we wish to be in? Okay, but either way, the child wakes up in the morning. He says, oh, oh, it was only a dream. It's only a dream. And he sees he sees the boat right next to his bed. It's like, ah, oh. I guess the reality was that the that the journey did not take place. <laughs> the, um, uh, the adventure that, that took place in my dream it was it was just a false false <coughs> imagination. <laughs> but if you ask the child what was fake and what was real. The child will say, the, the journey was fake, but my boat is very real. My boat, I can take my boat on a journey. It just didn't take place, but my boat is real. In the child's mind, only the tr- the, what happened in the dream was fake, but the boat is a very real boat that could take a journey. And next time, he says, maybe you will take a journey. You go ask the adult... The adult would say, this boat's a toy. It's playing. It's not a real boat. It's a pretend boat. That's what we tell our children. It's pretend. Right? When children pretend with their toys, that's reality to them. They think it really can happen. But we know better. No, 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 no. That's pretend. This boat, oh, that we go out to the we go to the to the port. We show them a real boat. Oh, that's a real boat. But Cesar of Dessler, who says that we're living in reality. Just like this, somebody, we have more wisdom than our children, and we can tell them that what they're looking at is not reality, so too maybe there's a greater force than an adult human being that can tell the adult human being, oh, you think that's a boat. You think that's reality. So it's all a question of perspective. It's all a relative question Line thirty nine. Nimsa Everything is relative. mamashit. It just looks like it. It's all relative, and therefore says Reb Desler. Says uh Reb Nevenzal, expanding on Rev. Desler. We have to go through life and always underneath our physical vision. We have to realize and we have to know what's behind everything and what is real and what is eternal in life. You see, Espitraim is one example of it. But ultimately, the only element that's eternal is Ruchnius, is our connection to Hashem. Everything else looks real, but really, Ekarish Baraklu is behind it. And he gives an example. He says, he even says, related in the middle of source number 4, he says, if somebody Remembers he CS Mitzrayim, and he thinks that it was a real battle. He thinks that there was, Kodesh Baruch Hu was just stronger, he's, he's not Yotzi the Mitzvah. But he says, open up the newspaper, says Ibn Evansal, on the bottom line. Lekana makom le bottom, I'm uh, sorry, paragraph, line 34. Halakom right, everything we've said so far, we understand. It's obvious. We know Hashem is not like the other gods; qualitatively different. You can't even put them in the same sentence. Hashem, hu and we know we get the marshal of the child with a boat, and this is Gashmius. But says of Nevenzal, do we really know deep down? Is this part of our emuna? He says, wine thirty six. We know Hashem did it. We realize that Hashem didn't have to exert himself. And we went fill in and we keep Shabbos. We realize that God was in charge. But when we open up a newspaper, says Rabbi Evansal, and we read this king and this power and this president and this prime minister do we think then that it's reality? Or do we also then realize that there's somebody pulling the strings behind? We read in the newspaper, he says, <speaking in Hebrew> But there's no reporting what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did today. <speaking in Hebrew> That's why every day we remember Yitzhia Smitraim. <speaking in Hebrew> Twice a day we have a mitzvah of is Etziziyah Mitzrayim. says of Nevinzal. remember that story? It looked like reality, but it was Asher Hisalati in Mitzrayim. Realize that's much of the reality that we see every day in our lives, and we have to grab and latch on to what is MS, and what is lasting, and what is eternal in our lives. And have that nechama that much of what we see we will see and understand in the Olam Ha'emes. As we say, every time we say, Hayinu When Mashiach comes, we'll look back at much of this world and realize it was like a dream. What does that mean it was like a dream? When we wake up from a dream, we're like, Oh, I can't believe I was dreaming that. It wasn't real, but we only realize that it wasn't real afterwards. That's what David HaMelech says. But Mashiach comes, Hayinu Kacholim, this whole Olam Hazeh, Olam of pain and Saar and Hester Panim, we will see is not reality. Okay, we continue. Kodesh Baruch says now, Perak Yud Aleph, the last makah, Revi'i, VaYomer Moshe Koamar Hashem, Hashem says. Kachatzos haLaila niyotzi b'soch Mitzrayim. I am going to go out during through Mitzrayim. <coughs> we say in the Agada, an evil Malach, an evil of Saraf. Umei's called the B'har Mitzrayim, and every firstborn will die. Mi b'har Paro from the B'har Paro. Yoshi val kiso ad b'har Ashivcha. Asher Not for now. Why here it says ad b'har Ashivcha. Later on it says ad b'har Hashvi. Okay, not for now. But makas b'haros. The Gemara in Brachos already picks up on the change of wording between when Moshe says, ka chatzos ka, usually ka means like, close to, aniyotzei basoch mitraim versus later on when it actually happens, bachatzos halayla, bachatzos vashem hika kol A couple of points relating to this phrase. First of all, not specifically the phrase, but the general makkah. An important hara made by a number of achronim, but I gave it to you from the Tosephus Bracha. Two points of the Tosephus Bracha tonight. Tosephus Bracha is the same author as the Torah Tamima. The Torah Tamima is his commentary on the Gemaras that he quoted, the Torah Shalopet that he links, and the Tosephus Bracha is a separate say for a separate set of his. The Tosephus Bracha points out that not every makkah had a hasra'ah related to it. Right? Moshe didn't warn Parah about every makkah. Right? We, we kind of lose... Count. When does he warn? When does he not warn? Points out that Tzavetz is Brachah is a simple pattern. There's a simple pattern. 2-1, 2-1, 2-1. The first two makos. Kadma asra hasra. Dam, Tzvardeya. no hasra. Next. Orov, Dever, hasra. Shchin no hasra. Next. Baran arbe hasra. Choshech no hasra. And then comes Makas Bechorah separately. Why the pattern? It's Psukim, it's Pashat, it's Pashat. Just reading the Psukim. So why do some Makas get Hasra, but some Makas do not get Hasra? Right? And there are some Hagodas that even talk about this when you write the Makas Tatzach Hadash, Ba'chav, Right? It's the third line that um, does not get the Hasra. So why is that? The Komes line thirteen. Let's pick it up. Kiachare Kolshde Makos Ba'Hasraos Ba'Aslish is below Hasra. After each two with a warning, the third one has no warning. The ain't hanimrat hazeh kavanah miyuchedet Nothing is haphazard. There's a specific reason why Makkah three, six, and nine did not get a hasra'ah. We could talk about the content possibly of kinim and and. Um, Right, the, the the three, six, and nine, right? kinim, shechin, and choshech, What the connection between those three? Or that's what some Hagadas do. The Tzemis Bracha just go through general the three, six, and nine number, not the content of each Maka. The Karov Lomar he says it's a halacha, it's a Mishnah. The Karov Lomar line seventeen. There's a Mishnah in Mesecha Sanhedrin where the Mishnah says, somebody who doesn't have Avera, somebody eats Shreif with Hasra, Be, Bezin gives him Malchus. He eats Shreif again with Hasra, Bezin gives him Malchus. The third time, no Hasra needed. Why? What's the Svara? The first time he give him Hasra, maybe he doesn't realize it was Aser. The second time, you have to give it because control yourself. Control yourself already. After, the, after doing it twice, you have, he knows it's asr, And he knows he's fallen prey to the Zavar before. We're going to punish him even without Hasra. Then, the fourth time, okay, maybe maybe he's, maybe he'll do tshuva now. So we start the process again. But it's always one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. The first two in Halacha always gets Hasra. The third one does not. Says the seventh bracha. that's exactly what happens here. That's what happened. 3, 6, and 9. Halachically. Halach is based on logic. Right? He didn't listen to the first two, so forget it. You don't deserve the third time. Then we start again. If we just punished him without even warning him, So maybe he's going to get the message now. That's when we start again. We do three different, three different circles. Machos v'choras had a warning. Machos v'choras had a warning. Okay, so that's one idea generally on all the makos and specifically related to the three, six, nine, and the others that all had a hasra. But now let's talk about the kachatzos and bachatzos. So the Gemara at the beginning of Brachas Tavdallid discusses. Why? A couple of pshat for kachatzos and bakazos. So first of all, the Rashbam, kidarko bakodesh, says, al pi pshat, you don't need the Gemara. The Rashbam says, the pasha pshat of kachatzos, you don't have to come on. oh, why did the Maka happen at Moshe says, almost at No, kachatzos doesn't have to mean that. Says the Rashbam in source number six, I've mentioned many times the Rashbam writes that in Parshas Yeshev that he spoke to his grandfather Rashi, who had told him that if, it would be, if he had more time in his life, he would have written his his pirush over again closer to Pshat, similar to my pirush. Says the Rashbam, which is an amazing point. Rashi quotes Chazal almost every other line. The Rashbam hardly ever quotes Chazal, and many times he goes against Chazal, giving Pshat of the pesukim. For example, here. He's not saying Chazal are wrong, but he's saying on a pshat level you didn't have to say what Chazal say. Chazal are saying something that is a little bit removed from the Pasha pshat. That's what the Rashbam means. Chaz chaz v'shalom. The Rashbam is not suggesting to go against Chazal that Chazal are wrong. Says the Rashbam here in source number six. For Moshe Leparo, Kol Hashem, Ka Chatsos Alayla, Ka Min Chatsa. Ka just means at the time of. That's all ka means. Like we have in Malachim, ka'alos ha-mincha. At the time that the mincha is going up, ka, when it comes to that time, ka means mean when. When it comes to that time, ha when I go out of the city, ka, a ka means when. You're talking about a moment in the future, so you say, when this happens, when this moment comes. So that's what ka'chatzos means. Kolmar kishiyagias van yisias laila niotsi bezov mizrayim at that moment and when it happened it says bachatzos of course because and it was at the moment bachatzos pashamika kovachar so you don't have to come on to the Gemara zel Lefi pshuto says the Rashbam that's the simplest understanding of there's no contradiction between kachatzos and bachatzos Moshe says to Paro when chatzos happens. On the Lel tezvav, that's when everybody's going to die. Okay. Point number one: kachatzos and bachatzos. But two other points related to this word. One, I think we mentioned in the past from a different sefer, but I saw it here, so I'll mention it again. We might have mentioned it in a haggadah and that is in the kamoty shal arav. Two ideas. First from <coughs> source number seven. So he quotes the Gemara and Brachas, Dav Gimel, Dav Dalet, Velo Amar Moshe didn't say Bachatzos, Shem Ayitu Nine Paro, maybe the Estagninim will say, ah, oh, their watch will be set wrong, and it'll be 12.02, and all the Bukhar will die, and i will say, ah, oh, Moshe made it up, it was 12.02, it wasn't 12 o'clock, which itself is a is a tremendous uh, musr that we've spoken about in the past, how people could be so blind, everybody dies at the same second, but it's 12.01 on their watch, so they think he's a liar. Okay, not for now. Either way, first idea after the Rush bomb, Quoting from the cousin of Rav Yisrael Salanter. Varti Be'eretz Mitzrayim. This is another shot for kachatzos. Why does Moshe say kachatzos? The Gemara says it's about Katzos. That's how the Gemara interprets it. About Katzo's time. So why did Moshe have to say kachatzos? So the Rashbam gave his shot, that it's not about, it's exactly. But this peerist says, no, 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 it's about, but why? The washin used in the Torah for HaKadosh Baruch Hu going through Mitzrayim is Mitzrayim. I pass through, the Mechilta says Hashem did makas b'choros, like a king that goes from place to place. What does that mean? What is the message of the Medrash? Says the Rib Arya Lab Lipkin. I think we've mentioned this in the name of the Maral Diskin in the past. But we're mentioning it here. Ella. Lafi an amazing thought. Halayla As we know, chatzos is the exact midpoint, we'll talk more about this in a minute. Is the midpoint of the night. But just like we know, there are time zones. And if somebody's in a different time zone than the next person then the Shkia is going to be different. Depending what your your space is, your latitude, your longitude, wherever a person is, Shkia is going to be earlier or later. If somebody lives on the East Coast and somebody is even on on the East Coast of America, if you're more East, if you live in Baltimore, if you live in Boston, you're more East than other cities on the East Coast, so then Shkia is going to be at a different time. Depending where exactly you are. Theoretically, every spot on the globe going east-west has a different point of shkiya, of chatzos. Every point we don't we don't have that because it's so. Every millisecond we're gonna we're gonna figure out. But even on two parts of one city, it'll be a different exact moment for twelve o'clock, for twelve o five. It'll be different. It's just that we can't live that way. So we have time zones, but there's really not time zones. Really, there's time spots. Every spot in the world is a time; it has a different time zone. So even in Mitzrayim, when everybody, all the Makas Baharas died, if Paro really looked around with a bird's eye view, they wouldn't die at the same exact second, because throughout Mitzrayim. HaKadosh Baruch was going to kill them at the exact moment of Chatzos in that spot. Which is not the same exact second everywhere. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu says KaChatzos. As Moshe. It's right from where we are right here, Paro, it's going to be about Chatzos. Because a few will be before Chatzos, a few will be after Chatzos. Right here will be at Chatzos where it's right here. But it can't be at the same exact moment. V.M. Cain, Line 8. Zman chatsos halaila enos shavib bechom makam. Umashakasub, that's what it means. Vayiba chatsi halaila and chatsos at every single spot. Hashem was avar mimakom makam wa Because he passed through, as he passed through, as it was chatsos in every spot. That's when the Bachar died. Hainu bechom makam, berega ha midduyak. Shebohaya chatsos halaila makam zeh. Vahainu shah makah hitchiwa bimizrah chasham It started on the east coast of Egypt. And it went across. That is the Avarti Barat Mitzrayim. That is the Kachatzos and the Bachatzos. What Kachatzos means. So, what do we have so far? We have the Gemara. We have the Rashbam, which says Pshat. Pshat just means when Chatzos comes. You don't have to come on to the Gemara. Now we have the third point, and that is Baruch Hu did it and chatzos in every spot. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu had to say kachatzos. And now we just have one final idea from the briskerov. It's here, it's following this point. That's why I gave it to you in the next piece. Source number eight. Source number eight turning over the page. The briskerov does not talk about kachatzos and bachatzos. He just has another point. Bachatzos, v'hi bachatzos alayla. It's the briskarov. It relates to what we just said. Is there any moment in time that is really chatzos? Hashem killed the firstborns at chatzos. Yes, on our watches, we say, oh, chatzos. But really, mitzad Hashem, time is infinitely splittable. You just keep splitting. You take a second and you take a split a second and a half. You make it into a, a half a second. And you make it into a quarter of a second. So what does it mean that a Baruch baruchu killed the firstborns? That Chatzos. There's no moment in time that Chatzos... What, it just means from our vantage point? From our vantage that's the Pashop shot. From our vantage point, it was Chatzos. But it says in the Torah, Is there any other way that we can understand this? Ask the Briskarav. After all, there is no moment in time. It's infinitely splittable. So when exactly did the did the Misa occur? Says the Briskarav to answer with another question. But they both answer each other. Says the Briskarav, line 5. Death also, says the Briskarav, is not something that happens. We say that the Malach comes and goes boom. But really, death is the absence of a neshama. It's the absence of life. What happens at the moment of death? Life is removed. It's not that something else occurs. A person is alive up until a point that he's not alive anymore. Kozman chayim, v'im There's no death. It doesn't occur. There's life. And then afterwards, once life ends, there's death. Says the Biskorav, that's the same issue with our question about time. There's no moment of time. There's no moment of death. But that's why they could fit together. Wherever that infinite moment in time, which is infinite, so you're never going to get there, but our knows how to figure it out, there was life until that infinite moment. And after that infinite moment, there was no more life. And that's what it means V'ashem Hikokokokokor Be'eretz Mitzrayim Both have the same Philosophical problem Time Doesn't have a moment To pinpoint And death Doesn't have a moment To pinpoint It's just The lack Once you reach a point In time It's no longer The first half of the night There's no longer Life in there That happens At the same exact moment In time If you can call it a moment And says the B'Rizkarav That's how we have to understand Makas Bechoros On a deeper level Okay so we have the Gemara, we have the Rashbam, and we have these two ideas: kamoti shal and we continue. Perakidbeis, base, 2 thoughts on Bays, and then we'll have two thoughts on Perek Yud Gim. Maybe one thought, another one. base, as we know, is the Peric of carbon pesach—the first national carbon that we have to bring. The first carbon that we bring as a nation. The Rambam starts off, say for carbonos with helpless carbon pesach. It's a defining a model carbon. A lot of details. One of the details of the current Pesach is that it has to be nechal al hasova. It has to be eaten as one gets satiated, not after one is satiated. But it is it satiates the person. That's what nechal al hasova means. Interesting contrast to matzah. Matzah is with leteyavo. Matzah has to be eaten with an appetite. We're starving. It's great to eat matzah when we're starving. It's usser to eat the Karam Pesach when one is starving. So what's the message of Nechal al-Hasovah? Why do we have to eat it? When we're just, why can't we have it as the main course? No, Karam Pesach is dessert. can't be the main course. You have a Chagigah Fiyodalad. You have another carbon that goes with you. And then fill up on the other carbon, and then eat the Karam Pesach for dessert. Like we eat the Afikomen. So why? What is the reason for the halacha of Ne'echal al-Hasova? The Chizkuni has a couple of suggestions. Number one, suggest the Chizkuni. We'll quote two of them. Focus on the second one. Source number nine, the Chizkuni. The Chizkuni is one of the Rishonim who never quotes anybody. He writes in his Hakdama. I know what I say is found in many other Svarim, but I want you to judge the content of what I say and not who said it. That's why the Chizkuni doesn't quote anybody. I don't know what he did with maybe, maybe Kula but that was his Sheetah. I didn't didn't read the whole uh, Hadamah, but that's um, maybe he discusses it there. Says the Chizkuni on the third line. Why do we have to read it, eat it alasova? Number one, because the halacha is you got to go to sleep with carbon pesach taste in your mouth. So that's why nechal alasova. That's an easy way to to um, force that issue. If you, we force you to eat it, and you're satiated, you can eat it last, right? If you eat the karma, if we say you know it has to be the last thing you eat, but you it as the main course, you can finish it. Or the Yesh Farshim, where it says one fifty five, Mashu Hunechal Al Hasova Haynu Kedesh Yavo Lide Shviras etzen. The reason we have to eat it al hasova towards the end of the meal is because another isser. There's an isser d'araisa in this week's parsha of breaking the bones of the carbon pesach as we eat it. So the Torah is very nervous about that. So the Torah says, if you eat it first thing, we're going to be ravenous. We're going to be hungry. We're going to eat it. We might break the bones. By the end of the meal, we're in slow motion. By the end of the meal, we're like taking small bites. We're relaxed. We're calm. We're not so hungry. That'll make sure that we don't break the bones. So this is interesting in its own right, but this goes on the list of something that we might have touched on one or two times in the past. This is an example of a siug de orisa. We're familiar with the idea of a fence, of a siug on a Durbanan level. We're not allowed to write with our left hand on Shabbos because we might come to write with our right hand on Shabbos. We're not allowed to eat basar oaf b'chalav. We can't eat chicken and milk, because we might come to eat beef and milk. We're familiar with that. This is Aser rabana because you might come to violate is But once in a while, there are about, I don't know, 20 examples, where we have a syag de'oraisa. Where the Torah itself says A is Aser, because it might lead to B, which is also Aser. But they're both de'oraisa. The Ran, the beginning of Pesachim says, you're not allowed to even have chametz in your house on Pesach. Bal yira, bal yimat, say why? So you don't come to eat chametz. That's what the Ran says. The Kesef Mishnah writes in one spot, you're not allowed to cook baser b'chalov because you might come to eat baser b'chalov. There are many examples of syog da'arisa. Another one I gave you, interestingly, is a Rashi. Rashi in Parsha's Bracious. Rashi says, in source number 10, What do we say in Vayichudu every Friday night? Hashem finished on the seventh day. Really? I thought Hashem finished on the sixth day. Only Shabbos was left. What did Hashem finish on the seventh day? Rabbi Shimon Omer We finite human beings don't know. We were just talking about this. You realize it. We can't tell exact time. We don't know exactly when Shabbos starts. So just in case, we have to add on. The concept of Tosef shabbos the 18 minutes, the 20 minutes, whatever one adds on, that's a our Isa. of Tosef Shabbos. Why do we need Tosef Shabbos? says Rashi, so we don't come to violate Tosef Shabbos. Hashem knows exactly what time it is. He doesn't need any, you know, he might be late. So it looks like he finished on the seventh day, but he really didn't. He finished as the sixth day was finishing. Okay, so another example. But this is a concept called the Yosef Engel has many different examples of fence laws on the D'orisa level. A is D'orisa, is because B, certain halachas of Yichud and and uh, other issues as well. One ha'ara on this topic that the Rambam says. It's an obvious ha'ara, but it must be said. We have the concept of siyog daraisa. A is also because of B. But don't we know the Mishnah in Perkayavos, in the beginning of the second parak, where the Mishnah says, we have to focus on all mitzvos. You don't know which is more important and which is less important, so you have to focus on all of them. But what do you mean? We have this concept that the Chizkuni just said, that Rashi says, sometimes the Torah will say A is also because of B. So obviously B is worse. It's worse to eat chametz than have chametz in my house. If A is also because of B, then obviously B is more also. So ask the Rambam, in his commentary on the Mishnah in Perkei Avos, how can I say that? How can the Mishnah say that you can't weigh mitzvahs one to the other if the Torah itself weighs mitzvahs? You've got to do all of them. So how can we have the concept of siyad del Says the Rambam, an obvious point, but we have to say it. Sometimes it's good to say obvious points. Says the Rambam, one line. And then we'll see it inside. Asseis versus los says. That's the difference. Says the Rambam. When the Mishnah says that you can't weigh and you can't choose and you can't do one, oh, this is important, this is not important, that's by mitzvah Asseis. By all 248, they're equal to us. We can't say I'm going to focus on these mitzvah, say and not those mitzvah say. In our eyes, they all have to be equal. Losase, of course there's a difference between low Just look at the punishments. Chai Vimisa's Bezdin and Malkus and sometimes no punishment, says the Rambam. When the Mishnah says we don't weigh mitzvos to each other, that's only in the world of Mitzvah's Asay. But not in the world of Mitzvah's Losa's Let's read the Rambam. Ubir in Yazek HaMosha Azbir. Line 2. Shek'al... Source 11. Shek'al HaTorah Mimana mitzvas Aseh Mimana Losa say. Mitzvahs Losa Aseh Haripirish Akasev onish Akol HaAchas Mehem zulasi HaSima'at Losa Aseh is we know almost everyone has a punishment. V'anash B'Miksas and Miso Some of them have Misa. Some have Karehs. Some Misa B'de Shemayim. Some have Malkus. All different ones. Umin Onshim Yadanu as Mahin Lamata Punishment is a reflection of what we call chumras It's better to violate if somebody is sick, if somebody has to violate something. It's better to violate an isser malchus than an isser misa. That's odd. Nobody's going to argue with that. By losase's, of course we weigh. And there's a hierarchy of losase's. What is this Mishnah talking about? And that's by siyag dor That's by losasees to prevent you from doing a losase of shviras etzem and 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 the like. But line sixteen, avol mitzvah What's the Mishnah Berurah was talking about? Positive commandments. Lo pire schar Mahu lifnei Hashem The Torah doesn't list off. Okay, by a couple of them we have a richas yamim. But as Chazal say, as Yamin, by, Oveim, by HaKan, we don't know the schar for any mitzvahs. We have to do all the mitzvahs, right? It's not up to us to choose. You know what? This mitzvah is beneath me. You know I'm going to only focus on the big ones. In our eyes, there are no big ones. There are 248 big ones. There are no small ones. They're all big ones. El Atziva l'kayem. And that's why the Rambam even says halachically, we have the principle on line 21, 22. If I'm involved in one mitzvah, I don't stop to do another mitzvah. I don't know which one is greater, which one is not greater. I don't know. Right? If I'm in the middle of doing a mitzvah, like the Gemara talks about, it. if an ani comes to the door, I'm in the middle of doing another mitzvah, or I'm at the door, I'm giving succor to the ani, I'm part of another mitzvah. Be mitzvah. How do I know which mitzvah is greater? You don't. We don't. you doing a mitzvah? Keep doing the mitzvah. Be mitzvah? Patr min we don't weigh mitzvah's ase to each other. So, the chizkuni, getting back to our parsha, who says that the reason that we eat carbon Pesach, al is to prevent us from... the. This is comparing, I'm not saying Al-Hasovah, but that's not really a separate, Mrs. Assei. But the idea of a Siagdal Raisa says the Chizkuni is based on the idea that, first of all, Losasays, I should have said this maybe to start, are more Khamur than Asseis in general. Right, the Losasays have a punishment that Asseis do not. But even within Losasays, there is a hierarchy. Within Asseis, there are there are not. Right? This is Chizkuni is not a violation of that because Asseis are definitely less Khamur than Losas. Okay, two more ideas, two or three more ideas. We haven't had a Vilna gone in a couple of weeks. One more line in this parrot. Paragudvei's pasuk tesvav. The pasuk tells us shivas yamim matzo stocheilu. Seven days we have the matza achpa ba yamarisho tashpishus army bateichem. On the first day, which means erech pesach, according to Chazal, to get rid of your chametz, kikoloch al chametz v'nichrasa nevashimi yisrael miyamarishon yomashvi. Anybody who eats chametz will get karets. The Gra asked, we do not find anywhere else in the Torah. Put in brackets, maybe one other place. They talk about this in the footnotes. But kimat, many times in the Torah, there's an isser of karets. There's an isser of being cut off from Hashem as a punishment for an avera. Nowhere else is the ta'amim, is the trap on the word that talks about krisos, a ger shayim which is on this word, v'nechresa, v'nechresa, right here, it's a ger shayim. Everywhere else, it's a tevir. Tevir, which, tough and switch, shavar, you're broken. You're broken from Hashem. Why all of a sudden, if I came out every other place in the Torah, the truck, the, ta- the ta'amim, on the v'nechresa, is a tevir. While here, by chametz, it's a Gershayim on V'nechrisah. A G'ra question. And the answer is with a story. If you look in, source number 12, this is a sefer called HaMa'or HaGadol. It's two volumes of thoughts of the G'ra on, on Tanakh. It's not in the P'ninah Mishulchan HaG'ra, which is a little, uh, a little shorter. It's just a one volume. It's a story. There was a story in Lovav. There was a very rich man and he had business and he had a business meeting on Pesach. And for some reason, he forgot himself and he had a drink with his business partner and he drank beer. Drank beer. And afterwards, he realized what happened. And he runs to the Shoal Lumashiv, Rav Yosef Shalom Nathanson, who is the God of Adar. He runs, he's like, Oh my gosh, how do I do tshuva? What do I do? I drank beer on Pesach. He says, Shalom says, I don't know, do you ever travel? He says, yeah, sure I travel. He says, go ask the Belzer You go to Belz, go ask the Belzer Okay, he goes to Belz. goes to Belz, the Belzer Rebbe said, your tshuva is to make Aliyah. You got to make Aliyah, you got to move to Eretz Yisrael. He says, okay, I don't really understand that tshuva, but okay. He goes back to the Shalom Goes back to uh, Yosef Yishon Nathanson, And he asks him, he says, he says, I don't know, he told me I have to make aliyah. What is eating chametz on Pesach have to do with making aliyah? And first he says, I'm not, uh, I'm not I don't really, know. oh, wait a minute! The grah. The grah. What grah? Here we go. olam Guess the Belzer Rebbe knew this grah. And so on line 11, there's a medrash in Eicha. That says, first parak and echa, Golsa Yehuda Meoni. B'nai Yisrael went into Golas Meoni, out of poverty. Golsa Yehuda Meoni. The Medrash says on that, Sha'ochlu Chameitz B'Pesach. As a punishment for Achilas Chametz on Pesach, they went into Golas. It's a Medrash. It's a Medrash echa. Says the gra, and that's how. Says the Sholom it must be why the Belsor said it. You ate chametz on Pesach. The reason you ate chametz on Pesach, you went into galus. You want to do tshuva for that? Go back to Eretz Israel. That's the tshuva on achilos chametz Pesach. We can have other reasons for making aliyah, but this is just one reason. Achilos chametz Pesach is to make aliyah. Says the Gra. You know where that midrash is maruma's in the Torah because the venichras by eating chametz on Pesach has a ger shayim garash, driven out into galus. Gershayim, maybe twice, two Galios. Two, two, two gerishes, Says the Grah, that's the, that's, that's a Medrash, and that's a Grah hinted to, even though all other ones are Tavir, but here is Gershayin, a of gerish. Okay, good. One more small point and one more larger point. One more quick point, but it's a great one to mention. Again, we have to mention this in our as well. Source 13, got to Labincha Lamar. God, you have tell your children and the Hagada. If you remember, we say Yachome Roshchodesh, You might think you have to start CBT's Mitzrayim on Roshchodesh, Tamalomer by Yomahul, iba Yomahul, yachom ibo, yo Tamalomer, b'shashis matzumar monachlof onechal. The mitzvah of CBT's Mitzrayim is only at the Seder night, not beforehand. Ehtatot bracha. Again, I had it open, so peeking around. L'chorei Yipale. Why am I not allowed to start talking about it before Pesach? C Why not? Why can't I turn to fulfill fill the mitzvah beforehand? It's my, it has to be at that moment. Let me start before. Loma lo yi is called mi bodyo. Says that tosef is bracha Yisod Gadol, for every parent and for every teacher. The F Lomar says the Bracha educate to put it in a line. Education is all in the timing all in the timing it's natural when we see something unusual when we see something out of the ordinary it, it awakens within us right? there's a natural curiosity what's going on? that's unusual, what is that? When we talk rigshet chukaso, because of my desire to figure out what's going on, I'll listen to the explanation and I won't forget it. But if a person's not, if a person doesn't see anything unusual, if a person's just minding their own business, if a person is not focused, and I try to teach them something when they're not ready to hear it, when when they're not in the zone. So then it's going to go in one year and out the other. And you know what? It's going to be even worse for the next time. Because then there, it's going to be somewhat like, oh, I heard that already. You tried to talk to me about this last week. If it's the second time. Says the Tosef is bracha. There's matzah on the table. The whole family is there. We're focused. We all have our Haggadahs. We have our pillows. We have everything. that the, the stage is set. Now start talking about it. Now people are focused. Now is the time that we have to try to make it work. If we try even a day earlier, it's not going to be the same. It could even be, it could, it could, uh, it could bring negative results in the long run because we try too early. It's all in the timing. Says the That's the message for Yom Kippur We have to make sure to give our children and our students the proper education in the proper time. V'gad Okay, one final one that we have to take with us throughout our lives. Go back to the beginning of the parsha. I could have started with this or ended with this. We started with Rivnev and Zal, so we end with the Nesiva Shalom. Beginning of the parsha, of course, Boa Paroki ani Boa es libo I hardened his heart. Probably the most famous question on the entire parsha is, hardened his heart? Where was the bechira chavshes? So why was he punished? Why was it fair? Boab, Harov, Hisra, Boab, It's all of B, line three. Madu HaShalach, Osob, HaZoz, BeFarov. And why'd he warn him anyway? If he knew that he would harden his heart. What was the purpose of Moshe going and giving the Hasra? Meachash, ki ani Ichbaz yis libo. K'moshe Kassav, Ani haChazeg as Paro. Boley HaShalach, Esraam. Okay, he quotes the Rambam. The Rambam Shita is that the hardening of the heart was part of the punishment. That sometimes people could read such a level of rishus that Hashem takes away. Okay, that's the Rambam Shita. But says the, according to the Rambam, then what was the purpose of the Hasra? Why, why did Hashem Moshe? It was just a game? It was a charade? Like we spoke about earlier? What was the purpose? says the Siva Shalom, an unbelievable thought that really applies to, to each, of, each and all of us In many areas, we find in the physical realm. Says the Nesiva Shalom, we all have strengths, natural strengths that we're all aware of. We have talents, we have kochos, natural kochos, but then, as we know, it's a phenomenon. When there's a time of crisis, when there's a time of emergency, when there's a something going on, all of a sudden there are supernatural co that we get. You hear stories about somebody stuck under a car and somebody can lift up the car to get the, to get the kid out. Or you find like moving this and you find carrying, not sleeping. We find the, you know, we have heard of all these stories where where there's some crazy extreme situation, radical situation that naturally you think, how did I do that? How did they do that? But you know why? Because deep, deep down, we all have supernatural co that we're not even aware of until the situation presents itself and then they come out. Then they come out. We don't know. We don't realize we have them. When there's a danger. When I can't save myself. people. You hear people about walking through the desert for days and days without... Why? Ain Brera. Ain Brera brings out supernatural kohos. We hear stories of somebody who who, the, who is stuck at sea. They hold on to this, this this piece of wood for days. Where does it come from? It's in us. It's in us. We all have natural kochos and supernatural kochos. Says the Nesiva Shalom. It's the same in the world of Ruchnias. We all think we have a certain level. This is me, this is my koach, this is all I can do. But that's only what we think. In situations where we think that it's, I I can't go to sleep until I learn this. I can't go to sleep until I, I take care of this project. We realize all of a sudden that, that there are supernatural kochos that all of us have in the spiritual realm as well, that don't come out until we activate them. V'yeh kochos alti v'yimu bilti line 36. At a time of spiritual danger, we can either let ourselves fall into the sea, or we can hold on for dear life and not let go. We don't have to think even hard. We think so many people out there getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to have a chavrusah before, before they go to work. You ask the at, regular guy in the street, it's impossible. It's impossible that somebody does that after they come home from a wedding at 1.30 in the morning, that they're going to get up to have a chavrusah. It's impossible. But you ask these people, they've activated their supernatural cohos and it's become natural to them. They've activated. How many people when they start dafiyo may think for uh, seven years, day by day, supernatural kochos, and the same in the world of tshuva. We think there's a certain level that we could reach with tshuva, but deep, deep down, there's supernatural kochos that we could come back to a Baruch Hu with. We just have to activate them. That was the chait of Acher, says the Nesivah Shalom. He heard, Shuvu Baram Sholavim Chutzmi Acher, says the Gemara in Chagiga. He, he's not coming back. His mistake was that only in the natural realm he's not coming back. But if he would dig deep down, he would be able to. Elisha Abuya could come back. Maybe Acher. That's in the natural realm. But you could do it. And that was Paro's chait. Paro, what do you hear? Badetius libo. I made it really hard. Akados Baruch Hu was saying, but you know what? If he would have, if he would have activated, he also has that super kochos. He chose not to recognize it. Line thirty. V'yapizem eivor in yent paro. She'afal bishich badetius libo. Adai yishas derech b'shuv ha'al tivit. And that's why Akados sent him the warning. Shadai yishlo derech. But what did Paro say? Lo yadati es Bavke, the god of nature, the god of supernatural. Par denied the supernatural, so he—that's it, finished. And just like he didn't recognize supernatural from God, he didn't recognize supernatural within himself, and that was his—that was his downfall. And he quotes the Acher and the Gemara, and turning over the page. Says the Nesiva Shalom, us Mitzrayim happens because of the supernatural kohos maybe of the Jew who had the amunna to go into the desert without any food. The supernatural kohos that he had. Every Jew, we have to go out of our Mitzrayim, which is the same words, Mitzarim. The borders, our boundaries. We have to break our boundaries, our natural boundaries, which we think are natural and try like in those moments of crisis in the physical realm when the Kochos Me'al Hatevar activated if we get on fire then we can also activate the supernatural the spiritual supernatural Kochos which HaKadosh Baruch was waiting for throughout our lives for us to activate as well okay we'll stop here next week we'll continue with Parashas Kriyas Yamsuf Parashas B'Shalach